get out of this over here. All right, all right. So welcome to another Hair Choppers episode. Uh, here we're live with Ray Lansky, uh, barber and owner of Exclusive Barbershop out in New Jersey. He's also an educator as well. Thank you, my brother, for being here, part of this, of Hair Choppers Radio's podcast. Um, it's always a pleasure to have a gentleman such as yourself. Um, and welcome to the family, man. You already, you, know, you already know you're part of the family. And he's doing a couple of things with us um, as well, um, including the panel. It's a surprise that we got for the people uh, once all this is over with... Um, Man, people are going mayhem. I've been seeing the news. People are going crazy out there, man. It's it's insane. Um, insane ain't the word, man. It's, uh, um, I mean, but it's a lot behind it, man. I mean, you know, they say pressure busts pipes. So, I mean, the the opposition should be should be surprised. I, that's, I'll leave it at that. They should be surprised, you know. So. Yeah, uh, my thing is, um, um, as I was mentioning earlier, um, I was on the live. Um, I, I think there's other ways to go about it. Um, as far as Absolutely. like people looting and hurting the community and the business within that community, um, and you know, it's it's so much already that these are moms and pops businesses that are getting ruined. Um, I seen barbershops too get ruined. And, you know, we're just coming out of COVID-19 and we're reopening businesses. And it's, it's so now much more on top of that, that now we got to go through this and then rebuild the business from, from scratch again because uh, these people has been hurting these businesses and destroying them. And it's like, damn, like, we really got to come to this. I think it's, there's, there's a whole different way to, 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 to really do and, and go about it instead of just violence because... Then at the same time, we're also teaching our kids, like, oh, like, because of things like this happen, like, violence is all right. We just got to settle it that way by any means necessary, you know? Um, but it's nuts, man. Uh, it is. Um, well, first of all, before I even um, go any further, I want to say rest in peace to Gregory Floyd. Um, and I think any, you know, Minority, black, brown, whatever can co-sign what I'm about to say. Could have been me. Could have been me. Um, unfortunately, racism is a breeded tradition. Racism is a breeded tradition. When it comes to tradition, you can be doing the right thing or the wrong thing. But being that it's considered traditional, tradition-like, people who are raised in certain traditions don't feel that they're doing anything wrong. And that's a problem. That's a, that's a big problem. That is. That's a big problem. It's, big it's, problem. Been a, it's been a problem for so long, like, you know, and, and it's, it's just sad to see, and it's sad to see that we're in a whole new decade, new generation, and, and it's still going on. Like, I'm like, uh, I'm so speechless to, to a lot of things. And I'm like, we're all human. We all bleed the same. We're all equal. Like, why should we treat each other any different just because of color? Just because of, just cause of that? Like, come on now. It's, it's stupidity to me, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, for those of you, this is Ray Lansky. Um, he's owner of... Land, uh, 
exclusive barbershop out in New Jersey. He's also uh, an educator as well at a barber academy out there. Um, and then I know for the people, uh, most most people don't know you like that. Um, some of us have heard of you, some of us haven't. So my question is, um, who is Ray Lansky? Um, well, real simple. Um, humanity first. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Yes. Michael, humanity first. I appreciate it. Um, well, I'm, I'm just I'm just a barber that wears three hats. Um, barbering, barbering, and giving service. Haircutting is the I consider the uh, one of the fun and easy part of my jobs. Uh, education is a new chapter where I'm at, which is also the fun part of my job. And being that I'm an owner and I'm involved in business, so business is considered the serious side of my job, serious side of my job. So, um, and I'm fortunate for all three and I never take it for granted. Okay, okay. That's what's up. So, um, what, why did you choose the barber or the Cosmo profession? Why did you choose this business? Um, I say this all the time. Well, recently, no. Uh, first time I said it was on Los. Shouts uh, to Los as well. Honestly, Brian, it's one of those situations I feel it, it chose me. Not to sound crazy or anything like that. I say that because my parents met in a barbershop. My parents met in a barbershop. So... And they had a barber. They had a barber. They had a barber. But what, what really influenced me um, was when I became a client of um, Premier Barbershop. Premier Barbershop was the coolest barbershop in the area. It was the area where, uh, you know, you, you, when, it's, when you're accustomed to growing up to much older barbers and then when you see a barber that may, that's still young maybe between five to six years older maybe but they're still younger and they're into the same things as you and you know um, you know it, it influences you you know you share the same culture you know I go to an old school bar they say hey we're not trying to rap music you know but I go to premieres they say Ray what's up the new the new Nas the new DMX the new Tupac you know so and besides that they were um, doing pretty well, doing pretty well. And um, just the whole style, and the, that influenced me to say, hey, let me go further with this. Um, and what got me started was my cousin. He's he's a, he's not a barber. He's not a barber. So he, he's not a barber. He's a, he just can cut hair. I'm going to say he can cut hair. He was very good at cutting hair. And um, back. And uh, he's cut my hair and he influenced me to cut his hair and he influenced me to cut his hair and um, that's where it started that's where it started but I didn't take it serious until um, until like when I enrolled in hair school that's okay. when I took it serious and I took it even more serious when I had to come back after relief uh, which made me take it more serious because I got into some little, little trouble I was young uh, going through a phase of, you know, fast money, whatever, you know. Um, but I already made a plan that I, this is what I was going to do. 
and I pursued it, and I'm fortunate that I, I never had to look back since. Okay. You know what? I, I familiarized with you, and and I didn't choose this profession either. Um, it's it's something that chose me as well, and it's because of my past and what I've been through in my past. And um, you know, I used to work construction jobs. Sometimes I if if it did, if a job didn't work out, I just go right back to the streets and do what I do. You know, and. Uh, in Puerto Rico, um, I met these two professors uh, while I was going to school over there for for uh, barbering, and uh, and bar and, and Puerto Rico, um, if you go to Instituto de Banca, like you get both, you get barbering and cosmetology, you know. Uh, so we we got some cosmo stuff thrown into our barbering courses and everything that I, I didn't expect to do, but we did, you know. Um, but it was good because it, it showed me other other stuff to to learn. Um, as far as scissor works and um, blower work, like if, let's say we get sometimes we get female clients in the barbershop, you know, so it's important to know this stuff. So this was thrown at me, but um, I ended up um, not finishing the semester, and uh, I was arrested, and uh, and I was thrown in jail, and I did uh, did jail time for a couple of years, and uh, the same professor was the professor that actually got me from jail, and I was able to finish my barbering school, and. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's like you, like it, it just chose me. I didn't choose it. I didn't I didn't look at the barbering um profession as somewhere where I can make money like the way I'm making money today, you know? I didn't look at it a, a, as a a profession that I was going to have a nice income. I just thought barbers was it was just a hobby. It was something to get by with at the time, you know, especially in Puerto Rico when um you're cutting at like 8 to 10 dollars at the time, you know? And you got to cut more than 20 people to at least just make 200 200 dollars you know and and i'm like oh my god i'm tired i'm going home at like nine ten o'clock at night stuff like that just to make 200 bucks you know uh when i came here to the states afterwards is when i noticed that the barber culture here was so much stronger the barber unity was so much stronger and um things that they were doing here the, the events um the way people were networking from LA to Florida, Florida to New York, New York to Chicago, um, Chicago to Ohio, and I'm like, wow, like, is it really like this out here? This is insane. Um, and, and I learned a lot, you know. So I stuck with it. Um, I said I would never go back to the lifestyle because at the time, um, my daughter was still young, so I was like, my daughter needs me in her life, you know. And my daughter, when I was in jail over there in Puerto Rico, my daughter had wrote me a letter. You know, and that letter touched me. I had a pastor also come to my cell and talk to me and gave me a message from God. And that just from there just totally changed my life around. And, you know, and the the, the industry chose me. And, and I'm just like, wow. Like, and, and it was for a purpose, you know. I feel like God did all this for a purpose and, and brought me here. And I never thought these doors would be open. I never thought I would see other cities or other countries. And it's all been done with clippers in my hand. And I'm like, wow. And, you know, all for me when clippers were put in my hand, it was when I was like around 11 years old, you know, just like Angel. Uh, we've been doing Zoom meetings on Sundays and stuff. So Angel's a young barber who started. Yeah. So and he's only 13 years old, man. And, you know, it reminds me of me when I was a kid, you know, and I'm glad that he's actually taking it serious. He didn't have to. Right now he has people like us that we could guide him. And not make the mistakes like I did or anybody else did, you know, and and I'm glad for that. So, um, 
when they do the sack. Yep. Now say he can be a golden child. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so when did you decide to become a, a business owner, a barbershop owner? Um. Oh, before I before I answer, answer that, um, shout out to Red, uh, Red Hot. She she asked, could could um, we could they ask questions as well? Oh, so you're you're um definitely. Uh, you're definitely allowed to um, ask questions here. That's what we're here for. Um, ask all the questions you need to ask. Um, as long as you ask questions, uh, I'll pin them. I'll pin them on here once he's done answering like the questions that I have for him and stuff. I'll pin them here, and then right after we're done, um, we could answer your questions. Okay. Um, so you said we're starting. When did you decide to become a business a business owner, a barbershop owner? Chapters to teach, actually. So, um, it's a good question. It's a good question. 
Oh, that's that's really good. So, um, so in your in your in your school where you teach at, um, so they give business courses then. Business is one of the chapters on the course. Okay. The course. So so now, when it comes to barber education, you know, many people think that. Like I get people who ask me, they think I just go to school to teach a person how to fade or how to shape up. Mm, that's only like a small percentage of the element. And, you know, there's so much more to that now. The, 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 I'm fortunate to be a part of the level of education that New Jersey has right now. One, we were a baby when it comes, we are a baby when it comes to barber education because we never actually had any actual barber course until 2014. Okay. That's another story, but fast forward, like right now, the curriculum that we teach from, um, it's it's advanced, it's next level, is it, it caters to barbers of all ethnicities, um, which I'm I'm very proud of, and also it, it, when it comes to the business chapter, um, uh, I say I, I say this, and I'm gonna leave it there. Uh, when it comes to the business chapter, which made it one of my favorite chapters to teach, is because one, I get to sprinkle some of my my personal experience that can relate to a part of the chapter, like real life. Sometimes I speak into existence. Uh, two people from the school started work at the shop, and I told them about a story where, unfortunately, I had to uh, uh, I had to fire somebody because of a misconduct situation towards the client. Right, and we were dealing with conduct in the chapter. However, the next week, the people that were being mistreated because you know, I haven't seen them in a while, they just happened to pop back up at the shop. And I said, I said, listen, I spoke up to the class, but um, also it involves uh, what makes it fun for me is that I give them a business project to do. Right, they have a business project to do. Uh, and they have a budget. They start. I give them a budget to start off with, and and everything. And um, the day that they presented the project, the business project, the day that they, they presented the project, instead of having a guest come to the school that has a business, let's go to the actual business so they can get the actual real experience from that standpoint. And right, they actually in the in the mix of things. And, um, you know, and it was a good experience. And one thing I realized is that in education, when you learn if any information, what, what makes that information stick is the memorable experience while you are learning it, if that makes any sense. So that's why I say, so that basically gives you a, 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 a Validates my definition of when I say education is the fun part for me. Yeah. All right. So talking about talking about school and talking about education, what what led you to become an educator? What what made you become an educator? Um. Well, what led me to become an educator was after I, it was it was me not having my license on time. I didn't have my license on time. Uh, I didn't have my license until I, I bought a shop, honestly, which is not cool in, in everybody looking at that. It's not cool. But, so being that I had to 
study again and backtrack. Now I'm kind of getting pulled in education. And also I had to teach people at the shop. I had to teach people how to cook at the shop. I did presentations at the school after I got my license uh, to recruit, you know, from other schools and just, just, you know, do presentations and practice. And next thing you know, I got offered to do advanced classes for the British Academy. I was a special guest for Danny Omorum of Andes. He, he gave me a shot, a special guest of his Andes advanced class that he had in London. Uh, I shadowed, after, I say about a few months before I, I received, I passed my, I graduated from my educator's course, but I I, I was about to take my test for the um, exam. I was fortunate to to shadow under Tyreek Jackson at his school. Awesome, awesome. So, so I'm also a fan of the culture, you know. So I'm fortunate that I was able to learn from, you know, who influences me, who inspires me as well. So, um, right. somebody put where Brad do you see your says, business? Where do you see your business in a few years from now? Um, where do I see my, my business a few years from now? Like I said at the, uh, I don't, like I said at the, the previous interview with Lowe's, I see exclusive barbershop as, uh, Becoming more known as, uh, I hate to sound cliche because, you know, people throw that word brand around so loosely. I'm a brand, I'm a brand. You know, they just probably don't have uh, paper plates, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, but um, basically, to highlight, to be highlight and recognized for more services than what, what we are commonly known for. So, say for instance, we're commonly known for grooming services in the barbershop, all right? That's what we're known for. That is at the forefront when you think about a barbershop and we think about exclusives barbershop, right? All right, great. Now, one thing that we already do, I'll just bring it to, I just brought it to the forefront. We already do advanced classes. We already um, have, we have merch, we have products. Um, uh, we want to bring that to the forefront, the merch, the products, the grooming services, uh, the video content as well. So it's not so much, I don't I don't want this, it to be just a, a barbershop. The barbershop right now really is just a flagship for the, for the brand. So anything, anything is more so you, you see more, I want to be recognized, I want exclusive to be recognized more for the business side, which is on its way to... Um, and that inspires, you know, that inspires this right here. I got to talk to you about this, too. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, saw, I, saw, I saw that. I saw that earlier. I was like, that looks awesome, man. Yeah, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is the razor. This is the... Um, now, is that... This is uh, the paint edition. Is that, is that real wood? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think so. I don't, I'm not sure. I can't, I'll be honest. That's sad. It's sad I can't even answer that. Possibly, but it's actually, um, uh, it's actually stained already too as well. I don't know what percentage. I don't know how pure, you okay. know, to be honest with you, but, uh, feels like it, <laughs> you right. know, but, um, but so yeah, so that's what basically, you know, uh, just, just more brand expansion. So let's say I'm, I'm riding down the street. I'm in my car, I'm looking for a barbershop, and all of a sudden I see exclusive 
barbershop. You know, now when I when I look at the name exclusive, it's like, damn, they, they got to have some exclusive barbers in there, some exclusive cuts, some exclusive uh, service, whatever. So how did you come up with the, with the name for the business? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, I'm going to tell you why. I was in a situation where, though, um, my first shot was in a commercial house building, right? I miss it. Oh, man. We were talking about the sweet life, right? Yep. The bar sweets. So, um, it was upstairs on the third floor, and I outgrew it, and I was going to go next door, which was its own unit. It was attached to the building, but it had a separate entrance and everything. It was five rooms, five rooms. And someone tried to um, blackmail my landlord, so basically blackball, so I couldn't get the, the space. And fast forward, they made a contract. They tried to scare my landlord up, you know. Um, so, you know, I just used my head, thought of a plan. And I did my research on the situation. And that's very important as far as business. It's, you know, these that was a business experience that I learned from that made me build for the shady stuff in the, in the future, you know. And, um... I changed the name. I changed the name. And that's how I was born. And um they didn't realize what I did. I put a Ferris Bueller move. They didn't realize what I did to the to the to the song <laughs> was up. So um, you know, I had to pull a you know and that's and, and, and it fit it fit the um it fit the um it fit the aura more. It didn't you know, the, the first thing was okay, but this fit the aura more. This fit the whole it fits the culture more. And okay. then, you know, so I like I like the logo a lot. Um, just the scissors as an X exclusive in cursive, and um, it, it looks elegant. You know, it's um, it's something that if I drive by, I, I would want to stop in and you know check it out. And, and it's very attractive to the eye of the consumer too, as well. You know, talking from a, a business point of view, because when you are branding something, you want to brand something that's actually gonna go further than uh just the community that you're in you know when you when you have a vision like that especially now that you're getting into the products and uh and razor lines and stuff like that like you really want to reach out uh, a, a bigger market than just uh just the barbers too as well you know you want a logo that's going to stand out um that's that's the same thing that i did as far as for hair choppers like hair choppers used to be three faces um and it worked in the beginning and then i started thinking i'm like that's fun everybody gets to see our three faces people go to events they know who we are blah blah but i'm like it's not an international logo it's not something that could go further out so now i made this one that's on screen and um it, everybody loves it you know what i mean some people might criticize it whatever yeah it, it, it's just part of the business it's part of it some, some people are going to criticize some people are going to support you and 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 just roll and roll with you you know um and everybody was saying oh because of the blood but i'm like okay um so if you really know about the history of uh of barbering you know that the barber pole the red and the and the barber pole means uh, the blood being uh, on the on the cloth, and every, you know we used to be surgeons and all that. So that's that's what that means. So that's what to me and the razor. That's what that stands to me for. You know. Uh, so 
it's it's people sometimes should ask like what does it mean why do you have the blood there and not just something like looks like freddy krueger is coming or something like that and, and slicing you know it's not like that so um you said 2007 um you went into business um and then since then um you it seems like you accomplished a lot um and you come a long way so accomplishing everything that you have accomplished um what's next for you in the future um honestly just to focus on business and education focus on business and education and Has it, that's it. Just focus on business, education, family. That's it. BMF. No, no. B. No. No. Uh. No. 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 FEB. Uh, family, education, and business. Or FBE. However you want to call it. You know. But, uh, <laughs> either way, that's that's. Either way, that's all. I, that's all I want. That's it. Yeah. You know, um. I don't. I don't. I don't did the battles. I don't did the competition. I don't showcase. I don't. Uh, Listen, I, I done I don't won some battles. I done battled with the best of them. I done made artwork that's history, you know. Um, my most to this day, I done did a lot of artwork, hair art, whatever. But to this day, my most famous one was that Naughty by Nature logo. Um, shout out to Naughty by Nature. Uh, it, it meant a lot to me because, for one, I'm from the area. Um, I, I, I'm from the area. Uh, for me starting up from Newark, but we were like right blocks away, whatever you want, you know, and um, I remember when they had, when they first came out, I used to bag up groceries at a store called Western Beef, and they used to come in there and, you know, get whatever, you know, and um, and uh, years later, um, you know, I actually, you know, met them and knew them because the owner of the barbershop used to work at, fast forward from, um, you know, just um, getting into the hair art a little deeper and I never forget um, I was at a um, uh, a shoot with J Majors and a lot of legends that day J Majors Ness from the lineup before he was the lineup and, and Lee from Barbershop Connect and I said Lee I got something for you tomorrow I got something for you and I sent him the um, I sent the picture annoyed by nature and then I think I sent them the video a month later. I sent them the video because they was they were doing something. The video was shot by a professional and they they did some work to it. So you know, but um, to this day that's my most famous work. Even though I did, I'm, I'm a hip hop guy. So you can see like my art expressed in hip hop culture from Illmatic cover. I done put somebody's head to Rest in Peace, Five Dog to ODB Wu Tang. The latest Kobe Bryant with the Mamba logo. So, um, I just have fun with it. I just, I just have yeah. fun with it. I'm a fan of the coaching, you know. So, there's a lot of barbers that I follow uh, to this day. That yeah. I, that I, learned I follow from. everybody. I you respect know? everybody in the game, man. Um, as far as going back, man, I think we all have that one piece, especially when um, we get into designs and uh, into that type of things. Like, um, I feel like. We all have that one piece that that takes our career to the next level, um, you know. And for me, um, even Lowe's could even say that because 
you know, I had time. I had the time at, at at that moment and that day. You know, it's different from a barber battle. A barber battle, you being time. Um, you're trying to get everything in there as, as much as you can. But when you want a real good design, you know, it takes about anywhere from 45 minutes to about an hour or a little bit more than an hour uh, to get all those uh, little nooks and, and, and be more detailed with it. And for me, I did a parrot called Blue from Rio's. And I, I posted that on social media. That thing went viral. I'm like, I don't even know. You know I just posted it to, to post it because I just like doing it, you know. Um, and next thing I know, everybody's hitting me up. Like even Lowe's hit me up. A bunch of other people hit me up that I, you know, companies were hitting me up. They're like, "Oh my God, that's amazing what you just did," you know. And um, I just put it to put it out there. I didn't put it to to get famous off of it or nothing like that. It's just at the time I loved doing designs. I was really into it. Um, and I was like, "Oh my God, man!" Like. I'm gonna do. I wanted to do. I wanted to do blues. My daughter was like so in love with with uh, with Rio, the the, car, the cartoon, the movie. So I said, I actually did it for her. Truly, I did it for her, and um, and she loved it. You know, she's like, oh my god, daddy, you did a, a parrot on uh, on somebody's head, and it's and it's blue. And I'm like, yeah, but I did it. I really did it for you, so you can see it and you can enjoy it and all that. You know, I I really didn't do it to get famous, but that took that took my career to another level too as well. Even brought me more clientele. Um, it was crazy. We all and we all have that one pinpoint. Same thing with like Rob the Original. You know, when he did that. Um, I remember him doing. Uh, he did the Jesus Christ uh, the the dinner on on two separate heads. Remember that? That that blew that 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 blew that boy up. That took him to a whole nother level. The Last Supper, yes. He he did he did one hat. He did a somebody's half a head. He did half of the table and then the other half of the table on somebody else's head. Then uh, he took a picture of it with both heads together, and that just blew Rob the original to a whole nother level. You know, when I saw that, I was like, "Damn, that boy did the Last Supper." On I was just like, whoa, that's talent. That's talent. I respected that. You know, that it's it's hard to do stuff like that on here. But when you have the time to do it and you and you can show your art, man, like, yo, much respect to you guys out there, man. Like I look at stuff nowadays. Like I'm doing one more battle. This is my last battle is at the C T Barber Expo and I'm just gonna have fun with it. You know, I'm just gonna have fun with it. Um, I'm not gonna be. I'm not expecting a prize or nothing. I'm just, I just want to have fun up there, and that's it. And then that's it with me and, and barber battles. You know, for for now on, it's just like it's just like you. I'm just built. I'm building the brand. Um, I go to events. I rent the booth. Um, I promote. I network and, and get it out there. You know. Um, and that's where I'm at. Like now, like I've been to a couple of uh, a few events. Um, Barber Fest. We did CT Barber Expo last year. Concrete Jungle. Uh, we went this year to network. Uh, as well, we did. Uh, there's a few. Oh, uh, DC Barber Expo. Uh, we we did a few, man. And um, you know, we we got our name out there. I helped my boy Kino. Uh, get his brand out there, Kino the Barber. Everybody knows Kino the Barber nowadays. Yeah, shout out to Kino the Barber. Yeah. I, I bought a couple things off of there too. <laughs> that boy, that yeah. boy is uh, is, uh, is yeah. hustling out there hard, man. And my students, and, and my students, my students, my students put me up on Kino the Barber. Yo, Mr. Ray, yo, yo, um, you can get off Kino the Barber site. Yo, just go to Kino the Barber site. Yeah, so shout out to Kino the Barber. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can see his face right there on the on the logo. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, that's my partner right there, man. Um, Kino, Kino's been doing big. Um, and the funny thing is, um, you know, Kino started off small. Um, and Kino, he didn't go to events a lot until he met me. When he met me, I'm like, Kino, you need to start going to these Barbie events. I'm like, Let, let's start going. And uh, we did uh, 20, what was it, 2019? 2019, uh, I believe it was April that Jay threw the CT Barber Expo. Um, we went there and that was the, the first one. We got a booth there and he was successful. He was successful at it, man. After that, I was like, we're doing the next one. Um, we were looking at Orlando Premier. We were looking at uh, a few, uh, there's a lot of Barber Expos in uh, in Florida, man. Like they, they, those dudes go, go in out there uh, on events. And I'm like, we need to get out there to Florida. I'm like, we need to get to DC. We gotta, we gotta go to the major leagues. Um, it's sad to that major leagues. They're doing a virtual one now. I guess that they still haven't uh, had a chance to get uh, a venue where they can actually have people. So that's the thing now with events now. Like, I don't even know what's gonna happen um, as far as to this COVID-19 and, and what's going on, man. Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't even know what's happening with the uh, CT Barber Expo. Tell the truth too. I I got a booth there, like I got a great we got a great booth, and I'm like I don't even know what's gonna happen. Yeah, that's my joy too. Uh, shout to, yeah, that, I, I shout out to Jay on that one, man. Um, CT Barber Expo changed the game, changed the game, it, yeah. it changed the game. Um, Barber Battle in general changed the game, especially for me, because before before the CT Expo. I haven't been to a hair event in years. My reason why is because I didn't feel that they catered to the barbers back then. They didn't they didn't highlight us on this sensational platform back then like they like they do now. So when I when I I said the last time I've been to a hair event was possibly almost ten years, nearly ten years, something like that. It's because they didn't cater for barbers. You, you tell someone from a company or anybody, hey, how's it going? Right, okay, I'm a barber, and they're just shutting you off. Now you're a barber. They, 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 they can't stop talking to you. They can't get out your face. You know, just like, like Hope said. He said, um, when you first come in the game, they try to play you. Then you drop a couple of hits. Look how they wave to you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, um, you know, and when I went to the CT Barber Expo, Listen, it inspired me to go further. I tell I tell the, the I tell the students who haven't experienced events, I tell them this. I say when you go to a CC Barber Expo, or when I always take them, I have a tradition where I take my students to BarberCon. Since I've been a teacher, I haven't had a, a, a season where I haven't took my students to BarberCon. And I say those events are like shooting your ambition with steroids it makes you want to go further it makes you want to go ham and um you know and once after that Jay Majors thing man um that event with CT Barber Expo I just I just had a new a new level of exclusive energy and I just took it there next thing you know I'm on barbershopconnect.com highlighted every week um I'm here, I'm there, I'm battling at different events, I'm on different platforms. They didn't care if I win or not. They know about Ray Lansky and Exclusive Barbershop. That's 
like you said, that's what matters, you know. And, you know, I started doing all types of work and um that was that was it. Actually actually I, I, I got in tune with that because of Kenny Duncan. Kenny Duncan was like the um his Facebook group was my way of my first time stepping into the actual barber network. My first time actually stepping into the barbering network, you know, outside the chair, outside of the locals, whatever, who I already knew, was Kenny Duncan's Facebook group. That's how I met Los. That's how I met uh, uh, Danny and them from uh, Clippers Barbershop in Elizabeth. Um, and the CT Barber and the New York Barber New York Barber battle would come on. Yeah, that that, that was the one that was it for me, man. Uh, When I got here in December 2012, back from Puerto Rico, I had moved back. Um, That was the first barber battle when I was looking for for, for events out here. Uh, Because in in Puerto Rico, we have a huge one. It's called the San Juan Beauty Show. And then we have Mayaguez. That is is the biggest. It's in the convention center out there in San Juan. And it is huge. Um, and it's pretty dope, but um, it's like you said, it doesn't cater a lot to to, to barbers. Uh, there's more of that. It has a mixture of a lot of things: makeup, nails, um, cosmetology, and, and the barber is just like off to a section. So it's like the IBS. Like they they started doing this uh this past year, they started doing something for the barbers, but it's not a and and as big as CT Barber Expo. Um, so. For me, when I looked up, it was Kamau Rules, New York Barber Battle. I believe it was New York Barber Battle Three. Um, the Lost Boys were there. I had met Showtime there. I met um, I met I Kamau there, um, that day. I, um, there, um, I met Pacino. Did Black Rob perform? Right? I think so. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Um, Black Rob didn't perform. It was um, Special Ed. Special Ed. It was a. Uh, that was what like. The one that Black Rob performed, I think it was um before the the one before that one. With, with, with Lost Boys, right? The Lost Boys. The Lost Boys were there. Special Lab was there that day. Um. Okay. And, okay. and that day was the first, and I met Jose Poconos there that day, the fastest fade champion, eleven-time worldwide champion of uh, Jose Poconos. Um, who else did I meet? I met so many people that day. I was just on a networking spree that day. I'm like, I'm just, I, I didn't even know like. How to register into this battle or nothing? I just said I'm just gonna go buy me a ticket at the door and, and I'll get in and then I'll just make my way through and that's exactly what I did. I met A Rod that day. A Rod was there. Pacino's was there. Um, the whole Dream Team Cuts family was there. So I already knew them from PR and we, you know, we would chat throughout. Um, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, shout out. Big shout outs to them, man. Um, you know, with them, I, I got, I gained so much exposure with Lowe's, man. With Lowe's is, 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 um, that dude is, is a, is a great mentor, man, to, to have by your side. And, um, so yeah, I met a lot of guys with them and, and that did it, that did it for me. And then after that one, the next one was, uh, like we were talking about 2014, um, Wallingford, CT Barber Expo, um. That to me was crazy when I saw that and I saw how many barbers were there. Like, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And um, funny thing, just before that, I had uh, 
done a show, I done an episode on the Scissor Salute show with New York and Queen, Safaro, Eli the Barber, Chauncey and and, and uh, my other guy, what was his name? Uh, Styles Unique, um, when where they were there, and Nicole DeGiglio. Um, and they were awesome, man. We did a whole two-hour episode on how to raise the standards in Puerto Rico, you know? Um, and that, and that, that was big for me because um, I was doing so much for Puerto Rico to raise their standards, raise their prices, get a group of barbers from over there together, and get a group of barbers. That wasn't easy. That wasn't an easy tax, but somehow I did it. I pulled it off. It was the same day that I introduced Lisi Lady Barber into the industry as well. Um, you know, I had I've been scrolling through Instagram um a few weeks before that, um uh, and the show was already set up. So the thing was I didn't have um I didn't have a stylist. I had a barber, which was Lisi, to come on the show and you know, they do that little um, break where they show the barber doing the design or whatever, and then they'll do another one where they have the stylist, and then they're, they're, they're doing their thing, and at the same time, they're interviewing and doing all this stuff. So, I didn't have no stylist, so I'm like, what am I going to do? So, I said, let's do something different. Uh, you know, it was an idea that I brought up to them. I'm like, let's just do two barber, two barber segments. One, I got my guy, Guero, who's a, who's a Mexican guy, and this guy is awesome. He's a veteran. Um and he did something with a razor. I don't know, like some something with a razor and did something on the hair and I was just like, Oh, that's dope. Like, you know, he brought it way back old school. You know, a lot of barbers don't do stuff like that. Um then Lisi came on the second segment and um I'm glad she came on and she came all the way from Denver. She just moved from from Fajardo, Puerto Rico to Denver and she was there staying with her brother out there and you know, we brought her to New York, and, and that was awesome, and, and she got introduced right there to to the industry, and then from there, like, you know, that girl is is amazing. She just took off, man, and, you know, I like doing stuff like that for people. I like um, opening those doors, because uh, when I see that a person can do, but they, um, they there's like a little bit here holding them back and a little bit there, and you're just there to give them that motivation and push them a little bit more. And, and you know that they're gonna do it, and, and I'm glad that she did because now look, she she owns her own salon. She's been on the Cedric Barber battle uh, on TV. She won. She actually won that too. She's won a, a few competitions here and there. Uh, she's also an educator. Yeah, she's also an educator for Andy's. Um, and uh, now she's also an educator for the Paul Mitchell School out there in San Antonio, Texas, too, as well. So you know, to see somebody. That I opened the doors for and and, and and took that opportunity and took it even further. I'm I'm, I'm very proud of her, man. I'm 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 like, wow, like that's the way to go, you know. That's how you do it. Um, and it's awesome. Shout out to Lisi. Yeah, shout out to Lisi, Lady Barber, man. I remember um, meeting her at a couple of events, you know, and um, I watched her growth, and um, I'm, I'm proud as well, man. Shout out to you, man. Keep keep going and inspiring, you know. So definitely, uh, definitely good influence for barbers, you know. Um, I try, I try my best, man, to do what I can, you know. Um, it's like I tell people. A lot of people tell me, "Yo, you're a dope barber, Brian. You do this." And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm not the best barber. I don't think anybody's the best barber out there. We just do what we can, you know, in the best way that that we know and and use our knowledge, uh, to to our best instincts. Um. 
Ain't nobody better than uh, as you know. The only person I hear is that, like it's like I say, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was made perfect, just like his father, um, our, our Lord. And like I, I, I made my mistakes in life, man. I'm like I'm not that perfect, and I'm not that. I'm I'm a good barber, but I'm not the best barber out there. I don't think I'm the best. You know, I'm that humble, and, and I say it out there. And I also, you know, but when I see good work, I'm like, you know, I pay respects to to those who have good works and and. Everybody has a different style because every bar every barber has a different style. You know, I, I'm one that I always watch barbers when I uh, when I was younger and I would work at different barber shops and I watch barbers around me and I, and I'll pick up on certain techniques that they have. You know, and then I'll make that into my own and then I'll create my own style out of it. You know, um, there's people that's done um, different style of fades. Um, you know, down south, uh, especially in Texas, uh, I remember I was living out there for like a year in El Paso and. I learned about the south side fade. To me, that looked crazy because it's like a fade that comes all the way up here and it's just faded into the into a Caesar. And I'm just like, I'm like, okay. I had to learn how to do it because it was a style out there, you know? And people like that. So I'm like, it, 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 it's weird to me because I'm coming from a different state and we they got a different style and we got a different way of, of doing fades. So when I go there and I'm like, south side fade, I'm like, what is a south side fade? You know, I have to ask around. If I can't do it, I'm like, I think you should go to that barber because he knows what he's doing with that. Um, they call it Southside Fade? The Southside Fade. So it's a fade. I don't got no haircut, so. <laughs> uh, it's a fade that comes all the way up and it's faded into the top right here. And all this is just balled out. I knew you saw it. I knew you saw it. Yeah, it, it kind of yeah. looks yeah. weird, but it's a style out there. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, and yeah, like you gotta go to different um, areas and you gotta learn different styles. You know, it's just like LA. You go to LA, they 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 call, they probably call the fade something yeah, different, and, and you just gotta learn it, man. You have to. You um, you you know what? Um, uh, let's put that up because I'm always open to just cutting different styles, whether it's in or not, or um. Because you never know when that particular style is in. Like, say for instance, for instance, um, you familiar with the the uh, rapper named Hella Beasy? Hella Beasy? Nah. From Texas. All right. So he has a shag, right? You know what a shag is? When you tell me a shag, I think a shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> All right. So you know what a mullet is, right? Okay. Yeah. A mullet. All right. So on. On, on, on like African American hair, whatever, black hair, coarse, more coarse hair, it's called a shag because it's not, it's thick, it's not, it doesn't have any hang, it's not like, you know, loose, loosely hanging. Uh, his is faded, so it looks like something from back in the day, new edition, 80s. Oh, got you. I know what you're talking about. Right. I think, I think Bobby right. Brown did that at one point. Right, but it's more faded on it's the more, sides, okay. right? So that's the style that became more popular in this era, more in the South. Like in the South, they love it. I think it's look, it looks dope. I see a lot of, you know, uh, you know, top dogs out there, that's what they wear, right? I think it's cool. Here, uh, up, here in the upstate, up north, tri-state, they're not trying to hear it. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I see it coming. I see it coming. And Halabizi said, he's on the radio one day, he said, um, he said, yeah, uh, you know, he's, he was on Power 105 for an interview, and he says, he says, yeah, man, I'm out here in New York, and can't nobody cut my hair. Listen, I try to get the word out to Yellow Beezy. Yellow Beezy, I'm not from New York, but I, I'm right next to New York. I can cut your hair just because. It's not because it's just Yellow Beezy. It's that I want to cut a shag. You know, if I was from the 80s era, of course, I would have cut plenty of shags. You know, but I'm, 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 I wasn't a bar- I was only a, a, a kid in the 80s. I wasn't a barber in the 80s, so, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like um, it's like here here in uh where I'm at in Connecticut um, the young crowd um, I say the teenagers, they they follow the trends. Whatever's trending, they'll get their cuts. But when it comes to people around my age, or in their twenties, it's more like they stuck in the nineties era with those type of fades or Caesars and regular haircuts, you know. So I'm like. Damn, when can I get a client where I could be creative with this client? Like, I'll get one, two here, and then I could create. Because I like creating. You know, I, I look at the person's face, and I see what can go with this, and, and I like to I, I like to create, man. Um, and, and that's just me, you know? And if I could get more of those people or, or a person that I could have as a model as always and always create on his hair, that'll be great, man. So we're down to a minute and uh, 20 seconds right now. So, um... We're gonna we're gonna end it right here, man. Uh, Lansky, Ray, man, thank you so much for being a part of Hair Choppers Radio, man, and this interview right here, and you sharing everything that you shared with us today, man. It's awesome. Uh, definitely, we're gonna do another one, uh, and, and and get to know you even more, man, and, and let the people know you even more out there. And then uh, June sixth, right? June sixth, the razor's dropping. June sixth, exclusive. Barbershop uh, Black Razor Collection. Uh, it comes with virtual instructions as well, plus more features. Uh, it will be available June 6th. June 6th, all right? And thank you for having me. Listen, much respect to you. Thank Kino you. Kino Barber, the whole movement, Los, everybody from the panel. Much respect. Uh, much respect, much love, and everything, you know? Yes, uh, sir. God bless. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Head Choppers Radio. Season 2, this is Episode 2. You can check it out on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, Spot, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, and make sure to go to Lansky Exclusive right here on Instagram. Click on his link and you can purchase your racer. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Yes, sir.